Front, the rebirth of the Western Front, they've called it. Tim Gossage and Lockie Reed with you just to explain how this works. This is a podcast. Now, many moons ago, we did a footy show. Well, it's risen from the ashes in a podcast version now. And it is predominantly Lockie Reed about WA football, WA sport, and we'll touch on the East Coast. We certainly will, Timmy. But before we get any show underway, uh, there's a little bit of concern heading into this podcast about a concussion. Uh, your arrival here today mm-hmm. in the car park, there was a bit of an accident. And I'm a little concerned that, well, you won't be fit enough to get through this podcast. I did ask for a chair. I've had Panadol. Mm-hmm. I've got the shaky legs and my eyes are watering as we so speak. So please explain the concussion because before we do this show fully... You have to pass a test, and I've got a test here that all footballers pass before they can play each weekend. Special people get a car bay here at yep. Channel 10, mm-hmm. park the car, mm-hmm. and the grill was up, the big grill that you yeah. drive through. Yeah. And I got out, and I said, well, I don't want to go through the door. I'll go through where the, the grill is. Mm. But the grill was coming down as I was going forward, and I've gone flush straight into a lock. You whacked your head. Oh, I did more than whack my head. <laughs> the bloke at the ticket machine turned around like the whole thing had collapsed and the building was uh, under an earthquake, and I am feeling the effects. I am a little wonky on my feet as we speak. Right, well, okay. Uh, so have you got a feeling of disorientation? Correct. Okay. Incoherent speech? <laughs> Standard. Standard. Memory loss? What's your name? Next question. Next question. Uh, are you dazed or in a vacant stare? Standard. Yeah, okay. Headache, dizziness, you've said. Yeah, done that. Difficulty concentrating. What are we doing? <laughs> and ringing in the ears. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Is anybody there? Hello? All right, tell me this, what this number is from this distance. If you get this yep. right, yep. then you can continue on the podcast. Otherwise, I do it myself. Okay. Uh, four. Mate, there's no number there at all. It's a blank sheet of paper. Oh, sorry. What are you looking at? So what are we doing? You're out. I'm just going to do it all myself. All right. This will be a good show. No, don't worry about that. All right, what are we going to talk about? Well, uh, there's plenty to talk about in this show. No, nah, Timmy, come on. Come back, come back. It's pretty hard to yeah, do it on your own, isn't it, yeah. hey? Yeah. hey even, even if I am non-compass mentis, I'd do a better job than Marcel Marceau. Yeah. Hey, right. Locke, big show coming up. The top and flop. What was the top of the weekend? What was the flop of the weekend? Right field, left field. So right field question is something, a question you know about and you've prepared an answer. Yep. Left field is a question we get asked that we don't know what the question is. We're also going to have our top three, our top three AFL performers from the weekend mm-hmm. and anything else that touches our fancy. Can we talk about the glory first of all? I know it's predominantly AFL footy that we're going to be doing, but we are covering uh, all sports here in WA. What did you make of yesterday's performance? Well, it was average. Mm. Now, I had them down on the Twitter as mm. a flop. Yep. And Nick, who works at the glory, said, oh, I don't know if it's a flop, Tim. We won the Premier's plate. We finished eight points clear. Now, Nick, I get that. But tell that to the 56,000 people that paid 150 bucks a ticket to go and watch it yesterday and who left before the end of the game or for the presentation. Mm. It was a flop. Yeah. it was Disappointing. A, a disappointing result, wasn't it? And look, I'm no soccer guru or football guru, but if you have your best goal scorer... Oh, hello. Hello. And he's sitting on the bench for your grand final, which is the most important game this of is, the season. This is the Reed Roast. 
So then the why segments. don't you play him? <laughs> that is like to me saying, Josh Kennedy, mate, I'm just going to pay you about, uh, you know, five minutes each quarter. So that who, is like saying, Bryce you, Cotton, you sit on the bench to start this grand final, mate, because, well, we've got some game plan that doesn't require scoring. So you're talking about the man with the tattoo sleeve. Yeah, Andy Keogh. <laughs> Keogh. Didn't he play? Well, he came on, but he came on about the 80th minute mark of the game, Tim. What about Brenton Santalab? Um, he is the guy that took the penalty yes. and did the little dinky one and kicked it straight to the goalkeeper. Yeah. I hear that was his very last kick in professional football. Yeah, and I hear also that the coaching coach of the goalkeeper had actually written on a piece of paper he will do that exact kick. Dink, middle. So the goalkeeper was jumping around, red mane, like the the yellow wiggle, jumping around. It was absolutely fantastic. Was I good. loved it. He was, he was nearly my top. Nearly my top. But anyway, he was jumping around and he knew exactly that that ball was coming straight. This is the Western Front Podcast. We hope you're listening wherever you are listening around Australia, around WA, or if not, around the world. Now, we had a basic format and a basic script, and we've gone completely <laughs> off it. <laughs> Shouldn't we have gone with the glory first? Yeah, I've just got to revisit me. There. But no, do you agree with me, no, though? You've got to play you. Andy Keogh. I agree with you. He I... scores all the goals throughout the season, then he sits on the bench for 80 minutes. All righty. You, you know you have to win a grand final, don't you? So, which means you have to score goals. Okay, so, so Tony Popovich has mm. been the coach of four grand finals. Yeah. How many has he won? He hasn't won one as yet. He will at some stage, Tim. So how many has he coached? Four grand finals, and he has had four losses so far. Unfortunate. So, sorry, so, correct. No, no, no. <laughs> no we're not hang, going hang, on about hang, this. Hang on, yeah, hang on. Yeah. He's the super coach. He is. Oh, they won the Premier's Plate. They had the best season they've had for, for what, 19 years or little less than that. 16 years. So, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Don't get offside with Tony Popovich. Offside. You're offside. Offside. <laughs> Talk about offside. Oh, yeah, the great. Hang on. Hang the VAR. Oh, didn't yeah, the they bar. Bugger that up. <laughs> he did. Did you say bugger? Yeah. yeah I thought you did. All righty. <laughs> I looked at the replay. Yeah. And that bloke was onside. And then the commentators, and they did a really good job, the commentators. They were New South Wales biased. And they were New South Wales And they were saying it was a goal, though, but they, then they said, maybe the VAR has a different angle. <laughs> what different <laughs> angle could they have? The big yellow line straight across <laughs> the middle. All righty. Hey, now, on mm. the subject of that, mm. I just speaking of being in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Been in charge for long enough. Okay. Been in charge for long enough. You have. He's been in charge oh, for long Tony, enough. Yes. Who are you talking about? Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Sorry. I'm out of drink. This is a Western Front podcast. Okay. I think we've got the second up blues. <laughs> there we go. He's been in charge of his own team. He's picked his own team. He was short price favourite to win. He needs to get a result. He failed again on the weekend. Who are you talking about? Bill Shorten. <laughs> Bill Shorten. He's done. Yeah. Billy's he's done. Gone. Anthony uh, Anthony Albanese. Yes. So I don't know which one they're going to pick. Anthony or Albanese? <laughs> uh, the brothers. <laughs> the brothers. Yeah. Brothers Albanese. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Tanya Plibersek. 
Yep. All right. Tough now, names to say for journos. Yeah. I'm yeah. not looking forward to that year. I know. You struggle with Smith, Brown and Jones. <laughs> All righty. So, what, so, so, look, we're not meant to be talking politics. No. But it was... Seriously, I don't know who surprised. choked more. I don't know who choked more, the <laughs> Labor Party <laughs> or the or Glory. The glory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was yeah, that was amazing, wasn't it? Because yeah. I was hosting a function. Oh yeah, you were uh, doing Saturday the night. you were doing the cystic fibrosis. Yeah, yeah very like, good function. I, now, now, can mm. I just tell the Western Front audience who yes. are listening to this? Yep. You're listening to the Western Front podcast, Rebirth. Mm. We think new music at the top. They've made a few subtle changes. Yeah, yeah. So you were at the function, right? Yes. Now I'm now now I, I was going into the. Did uh, you have a spy there? Yes. Yes. Yep. How did you go? I was very good. Yeah, were you? Yeah, I brought the house You down. didn't go like this. Who wants to go? We're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no. Well, I'll tell you There'll what. Be no alcohol intake until Res- I was responsible finished. Responsible drinking. Exactly. Okay. Yep, and we don't condone no. such behaviour, but you did. Hmm. You were on world record pace at the conclusion of the night. I think I had a crack at the end of the night. Because I sent an email about this podcast and got no response for seven hours yesterday. Yeah, well, I was sleeping, Tim. (laughs) I got upgraded too at the Crown. I thought you'd fly somewhere. (laughs) Did you get upgraded? Get upgraded, yeah. What's it like, the Crown? Oh, mate. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we're not going to mention the Crown. They're not sponsors. So (laughs) So we'll move on. So tell me, you're at the function. Yeah. And? It was a good function. Very good. I, I hosted really well. But we're leading into the election, weren't we? Yeah. No, yeah, sorry. That was the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Not all about you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everyone's just taken the mickey out of me. I know. When they said, oh, the Liberals have won, I yeah. said, yeah, no, nah, good one, good one. Yeah. And they're going, well, are you going to announce it? I'm going, no, I'm not going to announce it because the Liberals haven't won. Mm. Then I jumped on the old Twitter sphere. Yeah. And found out the Liberals had won. Yeah, they did. Hey, tell you what, who did win and who didn't win. Now, Tony Abbott, the former Prime Minister, Gonski, yep, and Zali Stegel, the former Winter Olympian, got in. And have a listen to this. This was her first line in her victory speech. Look, this day started this morning. So Zali nailed it, eh? <laughs> she said, today started this morning. Yep. <laughs> well done. Good start, Zali. Well done, nice work Good by job. you. So coming up on the Western Front, rebirth, reborn. Rebooted. Mm. Right field, left field question. Can we do that now? Or is that later in the show? Listen here. <laughs> All of a sudden, I might be concussed, but I think I know more about what's going on than you would've, do at the moment. Been you, haven't, you haven't still come back. You're not still no, cystic no. fibrosis, are you? No. You still not, haven't been on the... No. No, very professional, Tim. Very professional I was. Um... So what are we doing now? Yeah, well, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Look at the notes that I've got here. Look, mm. coming up on the Western Front podcast, mm-hmm. right field, left field. Is my nose bleeding? <laughs> I don't know. It feels like Have a look up there. No, I'm not looking at your nostrils. <laughs> All right, let's talk footy. Don't worry about this coming up stuff. <laughs> You've got to say coming up. No, you don't. We got to told there's a half time in the podcast. Yeah, well, we haven't got to half time yet, although most listeners would probably want it to be <laughs> half time. They're zoned out. Yeah. Liam Ryan's mark. Was it the best you have seen in the modern era? I always say the modern era because no no, no? no. no, no, no. What was better? What's been better? Live. Mm. Michael Mitchell's mark over Greg Wilkinson. Yeah, that was good. In the waffle. Yep. Yeah. Ex-Richmond player. What about Gary Moorcroft in the goal square? Yeah. Andrew Crackers was pretty good. Luke McFarlane in a derby was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that was very Only because you called it, that's why you reckon it was good. Oh, how, can you remember what I said? McFarlane! That's the back of the year! <laughs> that's, that's what, what I said. said. That's what I said. And guess what it was? 
Mark of the Year. Correct. <laughs> Gostradamus, mate. Gostradamus. Nailed it again. So, no, you don't reckon, like, the work ethic that he did to get back to the goal square, mm. and I well done to Maxi Gorn too, because he was getting back to try and save the day. He just didn't know that some bloke off three steps <laughs> would launch onto his shoulders and take the Mark of the Year. Correct. It was unbelievable. So, he kicked the ball to Kennedy in the first place. Yeah. Then he ran down. Kennedy held the ball up, didn't get it on quick, and bombed it away from outside 50. Now, you were sitting in a commentary box yeah. too along, alongside Dennis Cometti, the yeah. retired the legend. television commentator yeah. who now does, works for... Uh, Triple M footy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's who you're working for. And yep. I was sitting next to ex-Channel 10 man Anthony yeah, Hudson, who Good works man, for AFL Nation, SEN. Mm-hmm. To sit alongside... I mean, Dennis is a legend. Mm. I love Dennis. Yep. And Anthony Hudson is, for me, pound for pound. Will be a legend Correct. when he's Dennis's age. he's just so good. Mm. So clean. Do you, do you find when you're calling, so I'm calling a game of footy and I'm sitting next to Dennis and Dennis is like the hand pass over the top, little short pass, and you're going, oh, that's so smooth. And then I stuck on, hand pass over the top, and you can't sort of keep up with the game, but... He just keeps up yeah. with the game so beautifully. You know what they do? And mm. I noticed with Anthony Hudson, and this is the Western Front podcast, we talk about Liam Ryan's mark on Friday night and how the experts caught it. And mm. there was plenty of people calling it. And Lockie and I were sitting alongside Dennis Cometti and Anthony Hudson. They call, almost for radio, half a second behind the actual action. Mm. Huddo does. Mm. And he then completes the commentary. I try to call... As it happens then and there. Yeah. That's why they're the best. Mm. And that's what Hutto did. And they paint the picture so beautifully. Oh, great. Here they are. So this is Dennis Cometti's call on Triple M football, courtesy of 94.5, mix 94.5 here yep. in Perth, alongside Lockie Reed on Friday night of Liam Ryan's super, super mark. Kennedy is marked on the line of the square, the attacking side of centre. And a few of those forwards are streaming towards goal. Kennedy, that he'll get the distance, goes long, right to the goal square. Right! Oh, Ryan! He's taken the mark of the year. Forget about the competition. Liam Ryan has climbed on Matt Storm and taken a miraculous mark. You will see that again and again for the rest of the season. What a leap. Who is the bloke? <laughs> That's not me. Who was, was the bloke? Because we get an email. Do you not get the same emails that yeah, we get? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't go over the top don't of the commentary. Don't scream over the top of the commentary. Well, that was Andrew Embley. Got he, and he a said, little over too excited. And he said he couldn't help himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Had Hutto go. Hutto. So there's Hutto on mm. AFL Nation. Paul Hazelby from Alan yeah. Docker's man. Did Hayes? Oh, he wouldn't have got excited because no. it wasn't a Docker mark. Yeah, and also Hayes doesn't never got off the ground when he was playing, so <laughs> he was more stunned. His jaw did Does drop. A good job though, the Hayes. His jaw dropped, mm-hmm. and, and and have a listen to how Hutto caught it, and I'll tell you what why I was silenced. Here it is. Here's Anthony Hudson on SEN. Kennedy is the next stepping stone over the top. He's marked at 65 from goal. Petrocelli's moving one way. Ryan another. Vardy comes up at the ball. He's just going for broke. He's going long. Watch out for Liam Ryan! Flying as he does on a Friday night! Scream for Liam! What a mark in the goal front for Liam Ryan! How clean was that? Oh, like both of them, that is that is why they are great commentators. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Um, hard not to get overexcited about a mark like that and I probably do that to the extreme in a lot of my calls but that's the way you call and everything but 
they were almost calm but excited and covered it all, both paint, of them. Just paint the picture. That's an art for radio for the listener as well. So well done to Dennis. Well done to Hutto. Did you think about jumping in over the top of him? No, I was tweeting. I didn't even see the mark. <laughs> you didn't see didn't the mark. didn't see the mark. Oh, I saw it on dear. replay. Right. I was tweeting. Someone was abusing me, so I had to get back to them. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'm surprised you could actually commentate with the amount of people who abuse you. We're going to take a break on the Western Front podcast because someone has to pay the bills. And apparently we get told that there are people clamouring mm-hmm. to become a sponsor of the Western Front podcast. On the way, right field, left field. The right field is the question that we know the question's coming. Left field is one we don't know what's coming. And our top three AFL performers, and of course, all that and more. Our top and flop. This is the Western Front podcast right around the country. You're travelling through another dimension. Another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. But of mind. Journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. That's the sign Your next up stop. Ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. All new, The Twilight Zone. Hosted by Jordan Peele. Now streaming exclusively on 10 All Access. Be a better show if I was the host, Tim, to be honest. <laughs> I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> well, maybe I should have taken over. You should have been on the bench for this one. You tried to take over when we did the TV show for 11 ah, years. How good was it, too? <laughs> All right, now what are we Welcome doing? back to the Western Front podcast. Mm-hmm. So we've spoken about Ryan's goal. Oh, Mark. Look at you Look at you running through the rundown. It's yeah. a podcast, mate. You were the bloke who took us on a different what tangent. What about Willie Rioli's goal? The boomerang you, that he kicked. I just want to humor. clarify to our listeners to the podcast who are mm. completely confused. In fact, they're more confused than I am. Mm. We had a rundown, okay? We had a production meeting. How long did that production meeting go for? 35 seconds. Right. And we were strong in saying stay on point. Mm-hmm. It took us off to the glory. Yeah. Now I'm back onto footy. Jenna's tackle. Should he cop a week for that yeah, one? Yeah, it's a tough one. Mm. I thought the sling tackle of Frost on Petricelli was more fierce than well, Jeddah's. Yeah, look, I reckon it was a sensational tackle. Oh, great tackle. Absolutely sensational. Great tackle. But I suppose it could have really hurt Petricelli. The way he landed, the it way he was slung him. to yeah, the ground. Yeah. How different is that to Lewis Jeddah's no, tackle? It was very different. I actually thought it was more a fierce tackle, but I suppose... The ripping of the jumpers thing that cost cost the Eagles 144 bucks. That yeah. would they have another jumper for him? Oh, no, he, it was the no, they went and got another one. For yeah, him. yeah. Oh, I yeah. probably shouldn't have asked that. Question it was an indigenous I, jumper. because yeah, I watched the second half. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked like he'd had an apron on. He did. Or a um, stall gift. Stall gift. Blouse, <laughs> as they have. Hey, right. Let's talk left field, right field. Yep. Great man. Okay. All righty. So your right field question is this: mm-hmm. Tim Kelly is coming home from Geelong. Yes, it'll happen. Okay, everyone knows it's going to happen from the Mm council. Yep. Fremantle are, we now believe, are ahead of West Coast because of what they've got available, and they seem to be the keen of the two. Yep. What do Fremantle have to give up? Okay, two first-round draft picks will get it done. So they've got to trade to get those. Now, Mm -hmm. if they can't get it done and they only can get one first-rounder and a top-flight player, give the listener on the Western Front podcast the player that Fremantle has to give up to go with a first-round draft pick to get Tim Kelly to the port. Right. So my first reaction to this question would be that you would give up a first-rounder, which they're probably going to finish somewhere around, like, pick six, 
give or take, can't they? That's where they're going to end up. I would give them that pick, and I would give them Sean Darcy. But in saying that, in saying that, Fremantle don't have another Ruckman because Sandilands will retire at the end of the year, so they'll only have Rory Lobb and Sean Darcy. So I would be giving Ed Langdon and a first-round pick and maybe later pick swapped. Okay. Is that a fair call? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good call. It's a good call. I like your call. You like your call. All right. Because I reckon Geelong would be keen on Sean Darcy. He would be the first player that they would ask about. They'll ask about Brayshaw and Chera, but they won't give up Brayshaw and Chera. Sean Darcy, you think they'll give up Chera, but Sean Darcy would be another player that Geelong would go, mm, yeah, down the track, we wouldn't mind a Ruckman. Okay. If I was Fremantle and I'm sitting in a room yep. and Tim Kelly's there and he's available yep. and Geelong says, you want Tim Kelly? You give us Adam Chera. Mm. I reckon Adam Straight che- swap. I reckon Adam, well, and, and the first rounder. Mm. I reckon Adam Chera's bags will be packed for him by Ross Lyon. Is that right? 100%. He's okay. a nice young player, but Tim Kelly's You're going to get yourself into trouble again. Ah, well. You get a call from his manager again, do you think? Okay, sir. Uh. Hmm. What are okay. they going to do? Stop me from doing a story on Fremantle? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, yeah. I, I, yeah, if they could pull off that deal, Geelong, they'd be wrapped in Have you got deal. a right field question for me? Right field, yes. It's not all about you, you know. No, no. It's a two-way street okay. this show. All right. I know Lockie Neal is one of your favourite players and favourite blokes. He's my man. Is Lockie Re- Neal, Lockie Reed, is Lockie Neal already a better player at Brisbane than he was at Fremantle? Now, I'm going to say these stats. 43 is a career high. He's done that twice already for the Brisbane Lions. And he leads the competition in hardball gets so far after nine rounds. Is he a better player as a Brisbane Lion than he ever was as a Docker? That's a very good question. What are Thank you very much. No, no, you've given the stats. You've already. You've, now I've done. I've done I was my, just jumping in before you. I've done my research, and now you've just taken all the <laughs> taken the cream. Uh, what is he averaging? Thirty-four touches, I think, at yep. uh, Brizzy. He averaged about thirty at Frio. Yeah, I think he's around, around three hundred and five possessions at the moment, and it was six sixty-seven yeah. last year. So, something so, like that. so, and I think he's uh, he's a goal every two games at Brisbane. And he was not bad. Look, he, he's a tackling machine. Mm. So he's had, I think he's fourth in the club on tackles as Some well. Some would probably say he's just an outside player, isn't he? But, yeah. but, but the amount of hardball gets he does and the amount of grunt work. It's a good question. So the question is, you think, is he better player now in nine games at Brisbane than he was yeah. at Fremantle? No, I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he's certainly heading in that right direction. He's second favourite for the Brownlow behind Patrick Cripps, mm. which is scary. The top four, how's this? The top four favourites for the Brownlow medal are Cripps, West Australian, Carlton. Mm. Neil, long-time WA, Brisbane. Kelly, West Australian, Geelong. Wow. Fife, Frio. Yeah. And about two spots down behind that, Gaff, West Coast. WA, that's why we do go. this Western Front podcast. No, exactly. All righty, left field question time for you, Lockie okay. Reed. My left field question is this one. The left field question is meant to put you on the back foot. Yep. Who would you vote for? On the weekends? In what game? Oh, for, oh, sorry, for the election. Who did you vote for in the election? Well, I don't disclose that sort of information, Tim. Why not? No, I vote for the winners, and I vote for the winners all the time, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I vote, they win. All right. Mm. Okay, good answer. Yeah. Was that? That's it. That's the question. Well, I know you're not telling the truth, so I want the answer. I vote for the winners. I vote for ScoMo. Why are we 
Louis. Pardon? I voted for Scott. Well, he wasn't in my <laughs> electorate. <laughs> Why did I admit it to it before? Here it is. I voted for the winners. Okay, fair enough. All right. Yep. Private school boy, mate. <laughs> that is a disgrace. That sums you up. You have declared your hand on this. All right. Rimmington my... and Dan Onsman, move over. Lockie <laughs> has got you covered. politics. Uh, well, okay. My left field question for you. If you could choose a WA sports person, right, WA sports person, consider them their brilliance on the court, field, wherever, and their media approach to the media, who would you choose to be Prime Minister of Australia? Oh. <laughs> I'll be back, mate. Have a think about it. <laughs> okay, so he's... Str- so. On and off the sporting ground, the way they conduct themselves through the media, who should be... How'd you go? I'm thinking real loud. All oh, right. I've got concussion. In there. <laughs> uh, so think about how oh, no, good no, they no, are no. in the media. No, I've got one. I've got yeah, one. Okay. I've got one. But they're not West Australian, but they've lived most of their life here. Yeah, from a West Australian club, probably. Pav. Pav. You know why? Because mm. he's boring. Oh. No, no, he's boring. But, but boring in a good way. Mm. He just toes the party line. Yep. Good he, person. Yep. He looks after his... Clean looks, skin. Looks after his team. Yeah. Proud family man. Good I can see that front man. page picture of him, you know, the, the ScoMo picture with the kids and yep. all that sort of stuff. Pav. Pav. Because simply because he's a clean skin, handles himself in the media, he's intelligent, and I reckon... Well, I reckon... <laughs> well, I reckon... Yes. I reckon he's a liberal. You reckon? Yeah. Private school boy as well. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's got it hey, all be. over him, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. fantastic. No, that's a good so choice. So Matthew Pavlich. Yeah. He's mine. He would be good. Hey, Lockie, now coming up the top and flop on the Western Front uh, podcast, but I do have my top three from the weekend. Okay, you give it to him because so, I didn't watch anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because it's my segment. Oh, right here. Right, okay. So you meant to say, Goss, what's your top okay, three for the Goss, weekend? Um, you're three, two, and one for the weekend, starting right. with one. Thank you. Chris Mayne, 25 touches, five marks, three tackles yeah, for Collingwood. Well. Hasn't know? he turned his career around? Certainly has. Mm. Two votes. Matt DeBoer. Ooh, the, the champion. 27 touches, six tackles, and a win over Carlton. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the number one with three votes. Lockie Neal, 39 touches, six tackles, and the Lions' one-point win. Mayne, DeBoer, Neal. All Ma- Fremantle Dockers and former Fremantle Dockers. <laughs> And Neil comes to town this weekend to take on the Fremantle Dockers. And who are the Eagles playing this week, Lock? The Eagles are playing um, gone blank at the moment, Tim. Who are they playing? Oh, it's Adelaide. Who? Adelaide they play, don't they? Oh, well, they're not. There's no one in Adelaide listening no, to this. No. Do you reckon Adelaide's awake? It's top and flop time on the Western Front. Lockie Reed. Your top, please. I'm going um, a little left field with my top because... If you go into a game, a grand final, you're the underdogs at Optus Stadium where there's 56,000 fans that don't like you and won't like you for the whole game, and you've got a mullet, and your team wins, and you do a pretty nasty tackle and get away with it, and you walk off the ground a champion, you are tops. Your name is Ryan Grant, yeah. and he is my top. That was a courageous performance. To go into a grand final with a mullet and then to come out the other side as a winner in front of 56,000 fans, he's tops to me. 
100% right. Good good choice. Good mm. choice. My top is the bloke who kicked 32 goals in the South Australian Amateur Football oh, League. yes. I heard about this. 32 goals for his team, Hope Valley, against Smithfield. Smithfield didn't score. He kicked 32 goals, 11. Whew, that's a man on man of the match performance, Tim. Coach gave him fourth best. What? The coach said, as long as I've been coaching, I do not give the forwards best on ground. Like that's ridiculous. You had 40-odd scoring shots. Yep. Anyway, there's my there's my top. Do you think there's an actually uh, an amount of goals that should guarantee you best on ground? Like if you kick five in a game, should and you team, be... And your team kick six? <laughs> yeah. Well, do, do you reckon that depends nah, on the nah, total? Nah. I, I can understand where the coach is coming from, but that's a bit over the top. Yeah, that's goals. stupid. All righty, what about your flop? Uh, my flop, well, we've spoken about the Liam Ryan mark. And the unfortunate case, being a Demon fan as well, seeing Max Gorn on the ground. Now, Max Gorn was probably, if Melbourne had won, he would have been the best player on the ground, wouldn't he? He was in the best three. He was a star. There's no doubt about it. And I'm old school footy right now, and I know a lot of people go, oh, that's that's stupid, you shouldn't be saying that. But where were the Melbourne players after Vardy rubbed his head in the ground and pushed him in the back afterwards while Maxi was lying on the ground? Where was one Melbourne player that would run up to Vardy and say, that's not good enough, I'm going to protect my big man? There was not one. Every team needs a bad bloke, a nasty bloke that'll come up and say, put their team first instead of running back to the middle of the ground going, oh, go over, start pushing Vardy around. So your flop is the Melbourne Football Club all but Matt Scorn. The players. The players that didn't stand up for Maxi. Yep. Mm. Cool. Fair enough. Yep, 100%. Inciting, inciting fighting. But anyway, no. Yeah. No, that's fair enough, though. Push and shove, You've got to be... A, no, just go up to him and go, mate, that's not good enough. Gorn has absolutely pasted you all game and you tried to rub it in just because some bloke stepped on his shoulders. Good call. Mm. What's nice your call. flop? Bill Shorten. Fair enough, yeah. Did you, who'd you vote for? Bill Shorten. Did you really? I'm sick of voting for losers. <laughs> I didn't vote for Bill because he's not in my electorate. No, that's right. Who, is, who did you vote? Do you know the person in your electorate? It's a very good question. Hmm. Do you reckon many people would know the people in their electorate? Unless, <laughs> no, seriously, unless you're like a Julie Bishop <laughs> yep. who had been a long serving. Hang on, hang on. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. She is in my electorate. Well, she isn't now. She wasn't when she was in power, mate. I never saw her. She never came to one event. No, but seriously, do you think th- what sort of percentage of voters would know exactly the person yeah, I agree. that they are voting for? Tell you, you div- vote for the the person that you like to think that's going to be the prime minister. Yeah, they got ahead of themselves. All this other stuff, and sorry to our other podcasters, Hugh yeah. and Pete. Pete. Yeah, yeah. But all people really care about is. The front person, the person that's going to go to America, go to China and represent our country. All these taxes and all these other things. Yep. Look at you go. Yeah, no, I should be in another podcast, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Hugh and Pete will sign me up for maybe like a special little Pete might be looking for his own podcast because I'm pretty sure he said the Labor Party would win 81 seats. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Dastiari called it. He wasn't on his own, though. No, very much true. Good on you, Pete. You're good West Aussie. Well, he spent a lot of time here. Is he really West Aussie? Yeah, he spent a lot of time here. A lot of time here. Yep. And we shipped him out. God. He's in Canberra now yeah. for the network. Special. With Hugh. He's good with Hugh Remington. We did a good coverage on the... Yeah, very election. good. You didn't see it. 
I did see it. You were at the bloody ball thing. Yeah, but it started at like three in the afternoon, Tim. I had a bit of a sneaky peek when I was sitting in the spa in my hotel room. Did you really? Did I tell you I was upgraded? Yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 How did you get upgraded? Well, just, you know. Who you were. Yeah, don't you know who I am? No, I didn't do that. Wouldn't do that. But no, very lucky to be upgraded, so, yeah. Are we ticked over 30 minutes? Because I'm just about done, (laughs) to be honest. Don't know if it was that good today. The toasted sandwich afterwards is going to be good. Thanks for listening to the Western Front podcast. Is it rebooted, reborn or rebirthed? Rebirth. The rebirth. Thank you very much to the team who pulled the podcast together. Mm. Production value zero. Effort 100%. And we will be back podcasting next week. But in the meantime, this is the Western Front podcast. <laughs>